Greetings, this is Atma Boda. Today is January 19th, 2022. The title of today's podcast is Being Awakened is Not Mastery. Beginning now. To be a true master is about mastering your mind and defanging the primal animalistic savagery of your negative emotions. Certainly, you can have awakening experiences while still in the process of mastering and coming into yourself fully. However, these temporary experiences and flashes of inspiration are no substitute for the continuous and never-ending bliss that a true master resides in. There are less, much less, of these true masters than I would like to see. Apparently, they are extremely rare. A true master is not about being the master of others, but about inspiring others. Only the weak have a style of leadership that seeks to dominate through oppressive, fear-based tactics or by worldly enticements. Unfortunately, this type of leader is more common in these times than the ideal. There is a reason why Western culture dominated the world for centuries with its inventive innovation via technology, education, art, music, and culture. True progress is made by recognizing excellence and rewarding it instead of discouraging such things in an Eastern-style monastic pursuit. The same principle applies on the path to truly enlightened mastery. It is by accepting and identifying only with the excellence within you that you can overcome your limitations. This inward spark of purity can be stoked into a raging inferno that can burn away the impurities holding you back. By having the courage of conviction and focusing on your inner voice, you can prevail against the external distractions that seek to keep you in perpetual slumber. This is true mastery when you have the loving internal resilience to be the authentic you, no matter what challenges you face. Passivity to external influences leads always to negativity, because to be passive is literally a negative concept. Truth and positivity are assertive forces for good. Be the leader of your own dance, not the submissive spectator of it. Of course, not everyone will be quick to choose this most supreme path. Regardless, this most illuminating and empowering of all outcomes is inevitable for everyone. And that concludes the written portion of today's podcast. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Being awakened is not 
mastery. What I've been observing lately is that there is a trend of people claiming to be awakened and that somehow everyone is already enlightened. You just need to believe it. And this also comes down to the concept of ego death that I hear other self-proclaimed teachers talking about. And the fact of the matter is, is although these are idealistic concepts that, oh, well, I can just snap my finger and suddenly I can become enlightened. I just need to believe it. Such an optimistic outlook is commendable, but at the same time, it's not as simple as that. There are nuances involved. For example, it depends on what you call enlightenment, number one, because there seems to be so many definitions of it. Some Zen masters and those that teach non-duality are claiming that enlightenment is nothing special. And by the phrase, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. And they're using that simple phrase to misunderstand what enlightenment is and trying to say, oh, it's just mundane and everybody's already enlightened and it's no big deal. This is what awakening is. You're just being awakened to the fact that you're an observer. And this is beginner level stuff, but you got teachers teaching it like it's some kind of profound insight. And it's not because obviously there's other aspects within you that need to be purified in order to reach the highest levels. And then people will say, oh, but there's no such thing as higher levels. All truth is the same. All subjective truth is the same. One person's truth is the same as another person's truth. And no, that's not enlightenment either. Because to say that would be like if somebody believes the earth is flat and you believe the earth is round. Well, you can't both be right. There's a truth that's real. It's not just subjective, right? You can't believe that you're an airplane and expect everybody else to believe that you're an airplane too. It's just silly. And so you've got these different concepts of ego, which we've talked about in previous podcasts. But the important part here is there's a concept called mastery. And what is mastery? Mastery is being able to rise above your baser emotions, the animalistic emotions. Like what are they? Envy, greed, desire, anger, anything negative, hate, um, gluttony, any sort of attachment to material things or experiences in order to be happy. All of those are weaknesses and they can be beautiful and grief can be beautiful. It's all a matter of perspective. And just because you ra rise yourself up to a place whereby these l other experiences seem obsolete to you because you're always in bliss and love, 
you still have empathy. You can still experience through empathy exactly what other people are going through. You can feel exactly the same emotion through empathy. If they're having a bad day, you can connect via empathy and you can experience exactly the depth of their anxiety or their fear or their you know, maybe not doubt. Doubt is the one thing that doesn't connect via empathy. That's for sure. Because doubt's completely mental. And I don't have any ability to experience doubt anymore, even through empathy. So that's one thing that I'll never experience again is doubt. I don't see even how it's possible for me to experience doubt anymore. And th that may sound like I'm boasting. I'm not. This is shall we say for science purposes just letting you know once you're at this place like what's possible what is not possible and for me doubt is not one of those things i mean yes it's possible to be uncertain about a particular outcome let's say you're watching the price of bitcoin and you don't know for sure if it's going to dip up or dip down in the short term or maybe you don't even know for sure where it's going to be in about a year. But being uncertain about something material like that is different from having the experience of doubt. And those that have experienced what doubt is, you, you know it's, there's a difference between doubt and uncertainty. And of course, there's something else called self-doubt. And that's also something that can be experienced but not after you become enlightened. Now you, ca you can't have self-doubt anymore, even if you wanted to. And the same thing with fear. But fear, you can empathize. You can feel fear through empathy. So it's a very interesting concept. And I know there's probably some skeptics listening to this and saying, what, what are you talking about? Empathy, feeling other people's emotions. That's not possible. Well, I can guarantee you, if you put me into a room blindfolded and there's one person in there that was angry, I'd be able to pick that person out from the crowd just by walking around and, and v taking a vibe of, of people. That's how strong empathy can be. If, you're, if you are sensitive that way, you can definitely pick up on, on negative energy and negative emotions. And this actually would be, is very, very commercially practical because companies, for example, to be successful, it's better to have positive energy. If you've got some negative people in there, they can help bring down a company by their toxic energy. And of course, People can pick up on that naturally. People with bad attitudes generally don't get the promotions at companies and so forth, but sometimes it can be more nuanced and subtle. So mastery, what is mastery? It is getting to that place of resilience whereby you have power over any possible negative emotion so that it doesn't unsettle your mind, number one. And then number two, as you grow and expand in your consciousness and your love and your positivity expand outward, you become like um, a sun or a star in that respect. You're shining 
and because you're shining negativity can't penetrate that field around you if if it's if you're if you're shining strong enough and bright enough and so that is a a way of handling negative situations and a negative environment is just being so supremely positive that nothing can penetrate and in order to get to that place the most ultimate place you can't do it on your own and that is why there is this other cosmic entity this ultimate truth this one living truth that you can tap into and have access to and the first step of course is belief but belief is not the final step and i'm hearing i watched this video today a 20 minute video that somebody said oh well, you should watch this and tell me what you think and there's this guy who's talking like he's an expert but he's talking about belief and about how it's belief is tied into awareness and yet belief has its place but superior to belief is inspiration and superior to inspiration is the experience of ultimate truth that's the source of all inspirations and so ideally you want to get to that to get to that place and once you're able to be in that place all the time that is what being a master is about is because you've mastered these other primal emotions within you not by suppressing them but by experiencing so much love and bliss that you don't have any more room in your body <laughs> for <laughs> anything negative to exist it's like you're already full up you're like a vessel full of light so you know the, these negative things they just they just bounce off you so that's what that's what mastery is and so being awakened is not mastery but let's go into how to become a master like what practical steps can you do to get yourself harmonized with this as we've talked before it's about getting rid of a deluded mind and that means ingraining within yourself objective truths I know divinity.com has been down these past few days by no fault of my own the registrar itself did a server migration and apparently there's been some problems with that and so it might be down for a few days I was actually on hold for like an hour trying to get through to tech support to figure out what's going on but I didn't want to stay on longer than that so I'll just give it a few days I'm sure the problems will likely sort themselves out if they don't I'll give that another try so what can you do that means you can go to divinity.com when it's up but you can also go to the YouTube channel if you search ultimate enlightenment with Atma Boda you can in fact that that may be how you're listening to this right now also if you go on reddit there's a sub called the underscore ultimate and you can find all of the links there and written posts and you can comment on the posts if you're listening to this on youtube you can also comment here on the youtube channel and if you have any questions I'm, i'll be more than happy to answer them
And there's also the Discord channel, which isn't so active right now, but I imagine in time it will be. But otherwise, I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody has on this topic. But my advice to anyone who looking to pursue this path and coming to this place of impenetrable mind and being in bliss every second of every day would be to go to the subreddit, listening to the YouTube videos, ingrain certain concepts of objective truths and try to let go of limited ideas of what you are. Because anything imperfect about you, that's not the real you. The real you is unlimited. And that's what is important to identify yourself as. And as you go on this path, you will experience different things. You'll experience good things. You'll experience bad things. You'll have adversity to overcome. Maybe you'll be confronted with your own weaknesses that you need to let go of. What I look at meditation and training the mind to find truth and be absorbed in this bliss is it's kind of like a security process. Like with computers, you have an authentication process. Well, that's what the spiritual path is. It's like the ultimate authentication process for you. You have to pass through these security gates. I wrote a post today about, as a reply to someone asking about demons, why why did God create demons? And if God created demons, then isn't why did they kill demons in the stories of Hindu mythology? And I answered is that demons are fixed static creatures created by God, but they're really like gatekeepers to enlightenment because without overcoming these demons, and you can call these demons however you want, you can, you can say it literally, or you can refer to demons as being the limited nature that you need to overcome, your personal demons. But they act as gatekeepers because unless you are strong enough to overcome these demons, you won't reach enlightenment. And that's what gets me perturbed about the people who say, oh, accept everything, be one with everything. It's like, no, there's certain things that you don't want to be one with. And that's very important. You want to unite with the best. You don't want to unite with the worst. There's, con there's dangers by uniting with everything because there are other entities out there that could be intelligent and powerful and they can mess with your life. So it's important to always aim high and only seek to unite with the highest, not with the everything. Because uniting with the everything leads to mediocrity. Uniting with excellence leads to God. This is Amavoda signing off. Until next time.